Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy in the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we talk about faith. On this week's episode, we welcome Brian Nurnberger, president and founder of Simply Smiles, a not-for-profit organization that provides bright futures for impoverished children, their families, and their communities. Simply Smiles aims to be impactful, sustainable, scalable, and successful. We welcome Brian to our conversation today. Brian, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Really, uh, really great to have you. Happy New Year. Thank you. You guys too. So um, it's been really exciting. Uh, I've been here at Round Hill Community Church almost five years, and for four of those years, we have been involved with Simply Smiles. Uh, I've led two groups, and now our associate pastor, Dan Haug, has led two. All of those have gone to the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Reservation. But um, So it's been a wonderful partnership. We're really grateful for that. Um, Brian, tell us a little bit about what you're doing, uh, both out west here in the United States, Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Reservation, and then what's happening in uh, Oaxaca, Mexico, and what those projects are starting to look like. Sure, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you very much for, for having me on today. It's uh, it's really nice to be here, and it's also, we're just so grateful and, and flattered that we have this partnership personally with you, Ed, and your family, and as we get to know Dan and his family, and the whole Round Hill Community Church um, congregation and, and family. It's just a, a wonderful partnership for us, and um, for opportunities like this and opening up your your pulpit to us to share the work that we do are, are real honors for us, but also, of course, going and being at our program locations and mm-hmm. understanding why um, we're so passionate about the work that we do and why Simply Smiles behaves the way it behaves and to really go to these places and understand what the needs are and who we all are together in this and the, and the power that we have to do some some really impactful things. And you really can only get that when you're foot to ground, having all your senses experience these these places. And, right. and it, it's become it's become central to what we do, helping people to come and see and touch and smell and breathe and have these connections with the people that we support. And your church has embraced that in, in such a huge way that um, I'm so excited for what tomorrow and the next years together together mm. hold because we, to fulfill the work, the mission, the, the, the needs that we have, we need strong, compassionate, like-minded partners like Round Hill Community Church. We need them. There, mm-hmm. There's no getting around it. We don't um, have, you know, federal funding or this huge pool of um, of, of of resources that that change that, that make change, make the change that we have to make. It comes from individuals connecting on a human being to human being level with other individuals right. who happen to be in a position of um, need. Mm-hmm. And one party happens to be in a position um, who fortunately can can help to fulfill that that need and coming together and connecting as equals and realizing that there is this this um, these two parts that can come together and make a real difference. And that's what you guys have done. And that's what being on the ground at our projects is. Mm. So and we have two uh, program locations, um, one in Oaxaca, Mexico. That's the southernmost tip of Mexico, and we work across an area about the size of New England. And then our second uh, program location is right here in the United States on the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Reservation in South Dakota, where the church has been um, multiple, multiple times. When you talk about 
comparing and contrasting the two locations. I like to say that it's not, you can't say it's apples and oranges. It's like apples and steak. Mm-hmm. Like you can't compare the two places. Completely different contexts. Completely different contexts. And, and you know, it, I, when, you know, it's like how much time do you have to talk about it, really? I mean, there's a historical, there's historical differences and there's historical parallels. Um, but where we've ended up here in 2018 is um, with really starkly different situations. Um, so while the Simply Smiles philosophy of um, partnership with the communities and working hand in hand with Simply Smiles offering what we're positioned to offer and what the people in those communities offering what they're in the position to offer coming together dovetailed to be a force for change, that philosophy is universal. Mm-hmm. That'll work in Oaxaca, the reservation, Bridgeport, the Sudan, India, you name it, that'll work anywhere. Mm-hmm. But the needs that are being addressed in the two places um, oftentimes are, 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 are approached in starkly different ways. And so the best example that I can give you um, that's, that's very, very current, that's immediate right now that we're, we're engaged in two significant undertakings in one in each location. Um, but the historical, the historical context has driven much, much different approaches in both places. So in Mexico, we have a massive population, basically refugees of people who have left remote mountain villages where they live in bamboo huts or tin huts and there's no work and there's no means of improving your life. This mass exodus from these incredibly remote mountain areas to Oaxaca City, to the city. So I've been going to Oaxaca, working in Oaxaca since 2002, and the population has tripled in Oaxaca City. So you have these huge barrios of people who have left the mountains and come and are living on the outskirts of the city or living on the street. And And social services must be overwhelmed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Completely overwhelmed. And so there are, there's a a side effect of that, which our children are falling through the cracks. Adults as well, but there are children falling through the cracks. We, we have a brand new facility called the Simply Smiles Home for Children in Oaxaca, and we just took in eight new children, uh, four of whom they found living on the street all by themselves with nowhere else to go. And so we have built traditionally as an organization children's homes, and we have a brand new children's home that we just we just launched, and we are taking in kids as quickly as we can build space for them. And what was the original population there before you started adding on the these, these recent children who've just come in? Yeah, so the first project we ever did with Sim- for Simply Smiles was we partnered with a fledgling children's home in Oaxaca. Okay. And we worked with them for a number of years, helping them to build their facility and to expand their capacity. We built soccer courts and computer labs and cafeterias and drove a bus from Connecticut filled with donations all the way down to the southern tip of Mexico, which was quite what a, an adventure. The ultimate road trip. Yeah, it was, it was quite, the, quite the trip. It wasn't quite the, the Partridge family. Family, but it was it was pretty close so we worked our way down there and we donated the bus and then we partnered with that same children's home to open up a second home for children um, because there were children living in prison cells in Mexico because they had a single parent that parent was incarcerated and there was no social services safety net where that child could go or there was no family member to take them in so there was children living in prison cells. So we built a second children's home so that never again will a child have to live in a prison cell in southern Mexico, Oaxaca, Mexico. 
Then recently, we just started this third children's home, which is the Simply Smiles home for children, and that we built it independently. We didn't partner with any existing entity in Mexico. And we have now um, begun working with social services, because there is social services, and it is robust. But as you say, they're just overwhelmed. They can't possibly. Sure keep up with the demand. And so they've uh, deemed our facility their best option for placing kids in all of Oaxaca, which is the size of New England. And so we currently have 20 kids. We have some siblings doubling up and sleeping in the same beds because there's just not physical space to put another set of bunk beds. You just wouldn't be able to get in the rooms. Right, right. And so we're in the process right now of doing the fundraising that we need to do to build a, a new building on our property to expand our children's home, um, an 8,000-square-foot, three-story building that will allow us to take in 48 kids. Wow. So all the staff, 48 kids, room for 24 visiting volunteers, mm-hmm. um, common rooms, Etc. Building's got 19 toilets. That's how we measure the size of it. How many toilets? It's a 19 toilet building. <laughs> setting a new standard. Setting a new standard, right? It's like that's how architects are going to start talking now. How many toilets would you like in that building? Well, I was going to have 19 because that's a lot of a lot of people. Sure. So that was a huge undertaking that we have going on now. And um, while we do other work in Oaxaca as well, large scale medical clinics, building houses, things like that. Children's homes, a place where kids can come and live as a family, be treated well, be treated as family, be loved, um, despite their, um, if they may, may have a physical disability or where they are in their education. And they can stay with us indefinitely, um, go to college, go to trade school, whatever they want to do. We currently have a number of kids in college um, right now in wow. Mexico. And so that's really the core of what we of what we're we're doing in in Mexico is making sure that these kids can overcome unspeakably difficult starts in life mm-hmm. and be able to um, not just thrive, not just have the bright future that they deserve, but also have it instilled in them from a very young age that even though they may have come from this very very difficult beginning, that they're in a position in this world to have a positive impact as well. So, in addition to doing those are huge initiatives. In addition to that, <clears throat> we're also starting initiatives on the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Reservation. Exactly. So, and there's where that, as we were kind of talking around at the, the edges of at the beginning, that that difference comes into place. So, on the Cheyenne River, I mean, we could rattle off statistics. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the youth suicide rate, the unemployment rate, diabetes, malnutrition, self harm, you name it, we could rattle them off, and they are egregious, unspeakable, these, these, these statistics. And we see it and live it every single day. I mean, I, uh, you know, we've lost kids. Mm-hmm. We've lost 12-year-old children now, two, two 12-year-old children to suicide, um, who we were very, very close with. It is a tremendously difficult place to live, to grow up, and very honestly, a tremendously difficult place to have a positive impact in. And at first blush, once you understand the needs, once you see the missing parents, once you see the, the um, mortality rate, once you see the living conditions, once you see the, the drug abuse, the alcohol abuse, once you see the educational, so all these things, once you see them with your own eyes, especially when you kind of cut your teeth the way Simply Smiles did building children's homes and see the efficacy of that in, in Mexico, my, my first you know, light bulb was, oh, we got to build a children's home here. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
you know, let's let's build a children's home here on the reservation that can be culturally affirming so we can help these kids grow up defined as Lakota people mm-hmm. and so that they can have a safe place to grow up and, and, and have all those resources, educational, emotional, and otherwise. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the history of the United States government and uh, sanctioned missionaries, quote unquote, forcefully pulling children out of houses and putting them into boarding schools across the country with the mantra, kill the Indian, save the man, to Mm -hmm. forcefully assimilate Lakota children, native people across this country into American culture. You realize that a, you know, six foot three white guy named Brian Me from Connecticut cannot go out there and put up a building and say, hey, this is the dorm where the kids are gonna live. Right. It won't work. You'll be you'll be forcefully ejected. Sure. You're identified with all that history. Sure. I, I might as well be Custer <clears throat> at first blush, you know, when you walk on. So the hardest thing is to is the hardest possible thing and the biggest accomplishment, no matter what you're able to do in terms of addressing the social ills in Indian country, literally no matter what you will accomplish uh, intending to to, to address the poverty, the the biggest thing that you'll accomplish is gaining the trust. Mm -hmm. Gaining the trust because of the atrocities of the past that continue until this to this day. I mean, that's really been a huge cornerstone of Simply Smiles, the thing that first struck me when I began to be connected with you and then actually visiting is the uh, the paramount nature of relationship building. And I, of all the organizations I've been a part of over the years, I would say that was really, you know, uh, emphasized in a way unlike I'd ever experienced it. Um, so I think that's part of that trust building is really connecting with people in a in that in that at that depth. Absolutely. And that's the exact right way to 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 say it too. Those partnerships, those relationships are paramount. We just can't come in and take our Fairfield County or Connecticut or even off-reservation transparency and lay it on top of the reservation and say, well, this is how it should be. Mm -hmm. Why? Because my house in Connecticut is better than your house on the reservation. Mm -hmm. So that's how it should be. Mine's better. You know, this is how I went to school. And look, I have a degree and a job and all these things. So we'll lay that educational model on top of your reservation. That is simply going to fail. In fact, sure. it's only a degree different from the Dawes Act and killing the Indian and save the man. Mm-hmm. It's only a degree different. And so they had the best intentions as well in their minds. Mm. And so it is antithetical to what we expect from our charitable efforts in the United States to build partnership and trust first because it takes a long time. Right. It takes a long time. And while this is an incredibly giving culture that we have in the United States, and that's not opinion, you know, you can find the statistics, how much per capita is donated and how many volunteer hours are donated across the country. It's an incredible thing. It allows organizations like Simply Smiles to exist. Mm-hmm. However, we uh, there's, there's, a, there's a healthy dose of arrogance sprinkled in as well because we expect a quick return and we expect a silver bullet. Mm. We expect, oh, that person, that person is smart enough. They should figure it out what the silver bullet is. I'll give them money to fund the silver bullet. They'll shoot the silver bullet, and we'll turn around, and our return on investment will be immediate and complete. Yeah, it's hard not to carry all those expectations with us. Right. Right. Wherever right. we go. And so you go out to the Indian Reservation, and you know you spend years 
enduring um, death threats or no traction or three kids coming to your summer camp or grilling steaks in the summertime at the end of the month when people don't have um, you know food stamps left and they're hungry and you think well we'll grill steaks and we'll have this great barbecue and everybody will come together and having no one show up mm. you know you you endure years of that where on paper you should leave mm-hmm. because you could take your money and your time and energy to Oaxaca where you know that that money time and energy is going to have an immediate impact mm-hmm. but the reality is everybody else behind us who came out to the reservation did the same thing and did leave yeah right. and so nothing ever changes so because you haven't left because you have built these relationships and I've seen at least a little bit of evidence of it myself now you have it feels like there's some traction and so what would you say are the initiatives that have slowly grown out of that soil that you very carefully prepared? What's, what's happening now? Sure. Well, we have over 20 initiatives, over 20 programs um, on the reservation happening simultaneously. So the first thing to understand is that um, there, there are no silver bullets and that you have to address needs in Indian country in a holistic way. Mm-hmm. So you ha- we have to get over the idea that if we do one thing, for example, if we build a house, it's negative 40 on the reservation in the wintertime and it's 115 in the summertime and people are living in tin can trailers built in the 1950s and dying as a result, freezing to death. Mm-hmm. So you can say, okay, well, housing is an immediate need. And so Simply Smiles builds houses, but we can't rest on that laurel and say that the building of houses will tip the dominoes and everything will start to change. It's only a part of the puzzle. Right. Mm-hmm. So those 20 plus programs equal helping these children and these families and these communities to be in a position where they can self-determine what their tomorrow will hold. Because right now there's no self-determination to speak of that you can put your finger on. It's hand-to-mouth for most people. And what the future holds is survival, Mm -hmm. getting through the next day. Survival as an individual and survival as a Lakota people. And so to get there though you have to build those relationships so it took simply smiles using the housing as an example it took me simply smiles five years of working with the people before we built the first house so that together we were adding what we could add to the equation oh these are the materials we have access to these are the hands that we have to build them these are the the knowledge and the connections that we have coupling that with the knowledge and the connections and the information from, that comes only from living in that, that location in that kind of extreme weather and that extreme economic situation and put those two things together to successfully build houses. Sure. In a place where Habitat for Humanity tried to build houses and failed. They left because they simply couldn't, their model simply didn't work. So those partnerships are, as you say, paramount. And so each of those programs, informed by what the people need, have put us in the position where we are now, um, where we're trusted partners with the Lakota people on the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Reservation. Can you identify a couple of those initiatives that are underway? I mean, 20 is a lot. Sure. Uh, Tell us about a couple of them, and then I want you to talk a bit about what it means to volunteer in those locations. Absolutely. So we have summer camps for the kids. We have a micro farm and greenhouse where people learn how to reap and sow. You plant food, you tend and care for that food, and then you get to harvest that food or sell that food at farm stands and learn basic business skills. We have programs for teenagers where they learn job skills so that once we help them through our educational initiatives to become educated and to be employable, 
that they have experience punching in and out, the importance of showing it up on time, cashing their paycheck, etc. So we have a, a host, a host of programs, and at this point on the reservation, where because the trust is 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 so um, true and earned and profound, um, we're in the process of um, breaking ground to build a facility on the reservation that will allow us to exponentially expand mm. our our efforts because for volunteers um, as well as programs for volunteers and- as well as well as program. And the reason why that's necessary is because for years we've tried so hard to have a light footprint, mm-hmm. not to come barging into the reservation. So we spent almost a decade listening, taking small steps with the people, doing things slowly, waiting five years to build a house so that that first house would be correct from day one. We, we did all that slowly so that we could be in the position to, when the time was right, put down roots. Because as Michelle Obama said best to her address to Native American youth a few years ago, this is a generations long commitment. And that's what anyone working in Indian country has to understand, that it's a generations-long commitment. It's not going to change overnight. And our volunteers understand that as well. And so what do the volunteers tell us, and maybe describe both situations, sure. uh, what happens when you go out to, to Oaxaca and what happens when you are going to the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe Reservation? Volunteers are central to everything that Simply Smiles does. Because of their hands and the work that they'll do, absolutely. But because the presence of the volunteers on the reservation shows people who have been oppressed and attempted to be exterminated and had their culture attempted to be exterminated over the past 200 years, that there is a steady stream of people out there in this world, in the off-reservation world, who may look like you and me and not be Native American, not be Lakota and have a different color skin and coming from a different background, that there is a steady stream of people out there who care about them. Mm -hmm. And when you are on the reservation or anywhere doing volunteer work and doing it in a way where the people come first and it's not to have had an experience, to have gone to India and seen something, it's to go to a place and have it make a difference on a human being to human being level and make that connection. That's where difference happens. So our volunteers do that. They instill that confidence. And they also, especially at our children's homes in Mexico, um, provide a worldliness Hmm. and a a global perspective that our local staff in Mexico wouldn't necessarily be able to to provide. Mm -hmm. So we have volunteers from Germany, from France, from the United States, from all over the world, from New Zealand, from China. Um, Those are just this year, all coming to the children's homes, working with the kids and showing them that they're loved, but also showing them that um, there's a big world out there. So in each setting, uh, to be a volunteer means you might be working at a youth camp yep. during the week. Uh, you're spending time with adults at meals. You're maybe preparing meals. Yes. Uh, doing yep. all of those things, right? Right. Thanks. So for, I guess I have a philosophical bend today, like I'm talking about the... About the <laughs> <laughs> and Ed is desperately trying to steer me to the practical. Give us the nitty tell gritty. Us, tell us when what I'm a volunteer. You're going to do for heaven's sake. <laughs> and I'm going to do it for a whole week, right? I mean, right, exactly. So our volunteer experiences are Saturday to Saturday. Um, simply, the, one of the big differences that Simply Smiles is with you 24 hours. No drop off in Appalachia. The Home Depot's down the road, and you know that family down there needs a roof. See you on Saturday. And good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck. We're with you 24 hours a day to make sure two things: one, to make sure that your time with us is the most impactful it can possibly be, and two, is to shepherd you through the experience so that it's a relationship. 
faith-based experience first, not a giving or a voyeuristic experience. So you arrive. Uh, in the case of the reservation, we're 240 miles from the airport, so we'll pick you up on the it's bus. It's a beautiful drive. Five hours of a beautiful drive <laughs> through the prairie and our buses, and we'll get to the reservation. And basically, the day on the reservation is divided into three parts. Um, in the morning, you're doing activities with the children, but also like summer camp, but also helping us with some hands-on building work. Um, we may be building a house. We mm-hmm. may be building our new facility. We may be building a community center. We may be patching somebody's roof. So there's room for all skill levels. There's room for all skill levels. In the afternoon, I'm living proof of that. Yeah, for sure. He <laughs> As is in the zero skill. He level. is something else with a drill gun. This there you guy. go. Something else. <laughs> we all have our specialties. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Phillips, regular head. It doesn't matter. He's tops. He's the Bob Vila of our of our uh, our crew. Then in the afternoon, we do straight up youth activities, summer camps with the kids. A healthy, we pick them up with the buses. Healthy lunch all together. Summer camp. And then in the evening, we do community programs, uh, community barbecues, community meals. Uh, maybe the, the local drum group, Lakota drum group will come down, storytellers. So the day is broken into those, those three parts. And actually, this year, we are beginning our expansion um, and expanding our summer camp out to additional areas of the reservation so that even more kids can, can, can begin to avail themselves of the Simply Smiles oh, great. program. They're lucky. It's going to be really great. We're really excited for it. A little less hammer swinging, a little less drill gunning, and more activities for more kids across the and families across the reservation. And it sounds like Oaxaca, it's really almost all about the relationship with children there. Less, less of the physical side right now, but more of that exactly nurturing of relationships exactly so um right now in oaxaca we i like to say that you you know help the kids get up and ready for school in the morning and then you help them you know get their teeth brushed and go to bed at night and everything in between oh wow so you come and live what a gift it's amazing it's really truly amazing and the difference the difference between the two places is just astounding. You know, Ed, you've experienced the the reservation and the armor that the kids and a lot of the adults have up to. Yes, uh-huh. um, you know, when you pull into the children's home and the van door opens, it's just the kids just are screaming with joy and piling in and you can't even get out of the van and unload <laughs> your stuff because they're just like, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And hugging you from the get go. And that feels know, great for a volunteer. It's an amazing, amazing experience. And then to realize that you, whether you speak a word of Spanish or you're fluent or you speak zero Spanish, it doesn't matter because your presence there and what you're able to, the time you're able to spend with those kids transcends any language barrier. So we have volunteers now going into the schools where the kids go. Our kids go to a whole bunch of different schools from kindergartens to colleges and helping the the local school staff there with things. Uh, for instance, helping to teach Word or PowerPoint, mm-hmm. helping to do phys ed, going into the special needs schools and working with the special needs kids as well. Then in the afternoon, the kids get out of school. We have a big lunch, help them with their homework, do fun activities at night, dinner, movie night cultural field trips, all kinds of stuff with the kids, helping those kids to show them that um, they're loved, helping to share our talents and our gifts and our experiences with them, and helping them to show them that there's a whole bunch of people out there in this big world that exists, and that those people in that big world have their back. And so that's what the work in, in Mexico right now is about for our volunteers. So the way we typically wind up our programs, um, first of all, is to say thank you for the work you're doing, for all of the people you're involving in that work. 
for the lives you're touching. And we're really, really grateful and, and privileged to have you here. Um, we like to wind up in addition with that word of gratitude with a thought for the week. So if there's a thought you could share with us, just um, a reflection, what would it be? Well, first of all, thank you for all you do and for and for having me. It's it's great to 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 um to be working side by side with you. We couldn't do it without you. Indeed. And so, you know, brevity is a obviously a challenge for for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the thought I would like to make sure that everybody knows is the great capacity that people have in this world, despite their economic status and their tangible successes, Mm -hmm. whatever that word means. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking about, you know, a village somewhere where they're able to to, to weave brightly colored, you know, clothes and we can create a market for them. That is, it exists and is virtuous. But I'm talking about the capacity, the intellect, the intelligence, the IQ that people in trailers on Indian reservations possess, Mm -hmm. that kids who were lost on the street in Mexico possess, that families who are living in a garbage dump in Mexico possess. And when we look past the poverty, the economic poverty, and we sit as equals, and we understand that that capacity is an incredible, incredible asset that is the magic bullet, that is the secret sauce to making change in this world. That's when real, respectful, dignified, and long-term permanent change becomes possible. Well, Brian, thank you for affirming the capacity in all of these people. Blessings on your work ahead. Happy New Year for 2018, and here's to more partnership. Thanks, Ed. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the members and friends of Round Hill Community Church. You can find more episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and roundhillcommunitychurch.org.